This podcast was recorded live at Life Church Lancashire. For more information on who we are and what we do, visit lifelanks.org. But this morning we're continuing with our new series, Connected. And Pete did a great job last week launching it from John chapter 15, staying in John uh, chapter 15 again today, and looking at that and the whole uh, idea of being connected. Pete talked about the seven I am's, the seven things that Jesus said about himself. Actually, I don't know if you thought about it, but because he was able to say that, we, he's all, it's also true what he says about us. And uh, I love that idea that we are who he says we are, not how we happen to feel at any given time. So I want you to be encouraged this morning as we talk about connected and what that absolutely means to each and every one of us. Be connected, stay connected, and let's see what God can do that. So we talked about that. And I want to, uh, Jesus said he was the true vine, and I want to read a few verses from John chapter 15. And uh, we're going to launch into that again. And from verse 4, Jesus said, Remain in me as I remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples." So this is talking about connection. It's talking about us, and Jesus uses the, the uh, metaphor of the vine. We're talking about us being connected into the vine. As followers of Jesus, we are connected into him, and that's where we get the source of our life and strength. Connected to Jesus, essential. Also important, essential, I would say, is being connected to each other. And right now, even though we're scattered across East Lancashire, just a few of us in the building, we are still connected to each other. But more importantly than that, we are connected to Him. And, you know, sometimes people say, well, I, I don't feel that connected. It's totally up to you. It's totally up to you. It's not someone else's responsibility. Now, we can facilitate and help and try and do that. But if you feel disconnected right now, well, why not lean in? Pick up the phone this afternoon and read, ring somebody and, and connect again and be connected. And, of course, if we can help you as leadership team, we would love to do that. But stay connected. Lean in. But most of all, be connected to him. Many of the things we were used to, we took for granted, we relied on, have been taken away from us. But in all of that, we still have our connection to Jesus. And by association with him and by being part of that family, we are connected with each and every other Christian across East Lancashire and across the world. We are connected. Jesus said, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. 
You can't bear fruit by yourself. We need each other. And we can't bear fruit if we're not connected to him, most importantly. We won't bear fruit if we don't remain connected. And I just want you to grab this, and as this has spoken to me this week as I've been preparing, it's up to me to stay connected to him. It's, it's up to me. It's up to me to find time to spend in God's presence. It's up to me to open the Word of God. It's up to me to get connected in somewhere, whether that's on Zoom or FaceTime or, or, or however you do with other people. We can't gather right now with groups of people, but we can stay connected to Him and to each other. Yes, it takes more effort than ever, but it's down to us. We can do it. So stay connected in Him and His words in us. He says, remain from the, some of you might remember uh, an older translation of the Word of God which says, abide in me. It's another way of looking at it. The, ter- the word remain has meant something quite different over the last few years. So I just want to talk about the elephant in the room and then we'll, we'll forget about it. But this, Jesus re-emphasizes it 10 times in this scripture. If you want to, if you, to stay Uh, If you want to grow, if you want to bear fruit, you need to remain, to stay, to abide in me. Jesus said, if you abide in me and I abide in you, you will bear much fruit. This is is fruit. Every day is a school day. So this, (laughs) this is fruit. So that's what fruit looks like. Okay, so this is, this is okay. I've got a piece of fruit that's it's like snack, isn't it? Kind of, kind of a snack, you know, when you'd rather have a pasty and you decide to have um, one of these. Or maybe that's just me. But uh, that is fruit. You know what that is. In the Message Bible, it translates verse 4 of John 15 like this and just gives us another kind of insight and a little bit more help. It says, live in me, make your home in me as I do in you. And I like that, making your home. And home's a, home's a permanent thing, isn't it? Now you might move house, but you make a home. And you, you move, your home moves with you. You might you know, move several times in your life, many times for some people, but we make a home with him. We stay, we remain. In Scotland, they don't ask you where you live. They say, where do you stay? And that's a decision. We stay in him and we stay together, connected Connection gives us so much. Connection gives us a sense of belonging. We need to belong. A sense of belonging is, is an important thing. Uh, you know, where do you belong? And, and, and to know that you belong with other people. It, you might find that in, your, in, in the town, and you're proud of the town that you're born and brought up in, as, as I am of this town. I wasn't born here, but I, I, I love this area. And, and that's a sense of belonging to this area. And, you know, your football team or, or whatever might be, and that puts you through much trials and pain and, and tribulation, but you still feel, I belong, so I can't quit. I'm stuck with it. So we, we do that as a sense of belonging. Connection gives us a sense of belonging. I, I think it gives us a sense of responsibility. If we are truly connected to him and to each other, we have responsibility for one another. I have a responsibility to be unoffendable. I have a responsibility to, to whatever might be said to me. I'm determined. I'm going to love you. I'm going to keep connecting with you, whatever that looks like. So let's take some responsibility rather than say, well, no one's connecting with me. You, you can do it. 
Let's stay connected. Belonging, sense of responsibility, a sense of loyalty. Connection gives us a sense of loyalty because I belong to Jesus first and foremost. I'm connected to him. And then I can't be connected to him and ignore his family. That would be ridiculous. The body of Christ, the family of God, you, me, everybody, that is a sense of loyalty to that. Fruitfulness, remaining or abiding in the vine, leads to bearing much fruit. This is a piece of fruit, okay? As I said, this will give me a snack. It would sustain me. I can't live, man shall not live on bananas alone, as it doesn't say in the Bible. But this is not enough in itself. I need, the Bible's talking about much fruit. Now let me just say, I'm not the kind of preacher, and I never intend to be, that makes you feel bad about what you don't do. I want to encourage me and encourage you to do more for Jesus and to be more fruitful. So let's get that said first and foremost. But the inference and the, 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 kind of the suggestion but also the clear command is that we should bear much fruit. That's a piece of fruit, but this is much fruit. Now that looks infinitely more impressive when it is much fruit. We're not, mess, we're not messing about here. This is much fruit. Now, what is the difference between that and all of this? Well, obviously, this is enough for me for a snack, but this is enough to share. This is enough, this is enough here to bless other people. And actually, later, I'm, Trish and I are going to take that to Elijah House and, and give it to our friends there and bless them on Valentine's Day. But that is much fruit. So what about a life would look like that bears not just a piece of fruit, but much fruit. And of course, we're talking, we're talking about right now about um, the vine, and uh, we've got some, some fruit has escaped. And uh, we're talking about from a vine, that, of course, there are grapes. And that's not a phenomenally impressive bunch of grapes, but it's an, it's an idea of what we can have when we are connected to the vine. Fruitfulness is a natural thing. It flows from connection. Without that connection, we won't bear fruit. And Jesus is speaking that into our life. Much fruit. Not some fruit, much fruit. Remaining in him is how we get the fruit. So we're going to have a look at that yeah, for a few moments. Jesus said, bearing much fruit will serve as a sign of a true disciple. So if I'm a true dedicated follower of Jesus, I want to be connected so that I, that would be the fruit of my life, much fruit. Now again, let me help you a little bit here and thinking, I don't know how much fruit in my life. Together, we produce much fruit. Together, as church community, we see many people impacted. So together, it's about bearing much fruit and whatever that is. So don't think, well, you know, the sum total of the fruit of my life doesn't add to a whole lot. It does more than you realize, and I want to help you with that, because no condemnation for those who are in Christ, no condemnation for those who are part of Life Church. That's an extension of that scripture in the Message Bible. So, they, it's not, 
but you hear, you hear what I'm saying. So we're not, it's not condemnation, it's about bearing much fruit. Loving the Lord and of the harvest and his harvest above everything. Loving Jesus and loving his harvest. The fruit of what Jesus' life produced is you and me. And that is lasting, lasting fruit. Just after Jesus, uh, soon after Jesus spoke these words in John 15, he went to the cross. So he knew what he was doing when he was talking about that. And for 2,000 years, the fruit of what his sacrifice, his life, his sacrifice, his resurrection, the fruit of that is you and me. So, feeling a bit fruity. You are the fruit of what Jesus has has done. We are now the fruit, and we become fruit bearers. Actually, the only fruit that truly lasts is a fruit that comes from the cross that lasts for eternity. The metaphor, the analogy breaks down a little with this fruit because you know that this fruit has to be consumed. If it's just left, it doesn't last. But you and me, we are fruit for eternity. We will last because of what Jesus has done for me. Jesus himself said in John 12, unless a grain... Or he says to me, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. In other words, we're talking about much fruit here. We have to die. Jesus had to die, as do we. We have to die to ourselves and live to him. So when we stop trying to accumulate and achieve for ourselves and start to live for him, that's when we bear much fruit. Fruit. We are Christ's fruit because he died for us and we get to live and to bear fruit for him. We're chosen to bear fruit. It's our purpose in life is fruitfulness. So what is this fruit bearing? What, is it, what does this look, look like? Well, it's, you know, we would say the fruit of the Spirit. That's, that's a character thing. And I, I'm going to talk a little, a little bit about that, but but, you know, we know, we know the, uh, the, the fruit of the Spirit. We're given a list in, in Galatians chapter, chapter 5, verse 22. We can get that on the screen for you. Galatians 5, 22. It's, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. We just leave that on the screen and think about that for a moment. And as I was studying this week, I was thinking again, what does that actually look like? We can maybe list them. You may remember them. What does that look like? That means that in every situation, I'm operating in forbearance. I'm being patient. That's easy. Not for me. But if there is fruit of God in me, then that's what it's got to look like. I am joyful in every situation. I'm not happy all the time. I'm not happy at a funeral. And and sadly, I've been to... Many more funerals, conducted many more funerals this year than ever before because of the pandemic. I'm not happy, but I'm joyful because I know God's with me and I know the person that, that, that we're involved with who knows Jesus. I'm joyful that they're in God's presence. That's where the joy can work even out of happiness. Conventional wisdom is that we live a life, as long as you're happy, it's okay. No, it's not. That's not the Bible. 
It's not the Bible. No, to be happy is wonderful, but there's more to life than happiness and comfort. There's infinitely more than that. It's about forbearance and, and kindness. Am I kind in this situation, not just looking out for myself? Uh, is the goodness of God flowing in this situation? Am I faithful no matter what? Even if someone is not faithful to me, am I faithful in relationships and so on and so forth? So think about maybe this week, think about through the Spirit and what that actually means. But we are Christ's fruit because he died for us. We are fruit bearers if we're willing to take up our cross and die to ourselves. We are chosen to bear fruit, and our purpose is faithfulness. To love God and to love people and to see the extension of his kingdom. Now, put it another way, if we are bearing fruit, we will love people and seek to see the extension of God's kingdom. Now, we're going to talk about love next week, so I'm not going to spend any more time on that. But it is Valentine's Day, and if you're talking about God, you've got to talk about love, because he, God is love. He doesn't just love, He is love. So we, we've got to always talk about love when we talk about God, and God loves us unconditionally, and we understand that, and the love that we receive, we get to pass on to bless and to nourish and to refresh other people. So how can you bear fruit? Well, this scripture tells us 10 times, this is how you bear fruit. Remain, abide, stay connected. That's how we bear fruit. We stay, we remain connected. Verse 4, Jesus said, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. So abide in me or remain in me and stay connected, and you will bear much fruit. So we've got to think about what that looks like in our own lives, staying connected. Well, again, Pete reminded us, and we just keep reminding ourselves all the time, that we open the Word of God, we spend time with God. That's how we stay connected. There isn't a new way to do it. It isn't a secret. We keep have to reminding ourselves, however, so we don't, the busyness of life, and we, we, we're doing loads of things at the same time, and we kind of doing a, some sort of juggling for Jesus of all the different things that we're doing. No, don't, don't juggle for Jesus. Just stay connected. Remain, abide, and stay in the vine. Remain. Stay connected. Keep yourself closely attached to the vine. Fruit comes when we're totally reliant on God. Have had a time when you've been totally reliant on God? Right now. Right now, for most of us, I don't know about you, but, you know, the things I thought I could do and sort and arrange and, and make happen, uh-uh, taken away from us. But reliance on God, we can trust Him. He was faithful then. He'll be faithful now. I love that song so much because that's a truth. You know, I'm, I'm speaking to my fears. I'm preaching to my doubts because He is faithful then and He's faithful now. So let's Get with the program. We need to be reliant on God all the time. And of course, when we are, we will bear much, much fruit. If you remain in me, abide in me. Jesus said in verse 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you. Very significant, right? My words remain in you. And that's, again, we're talking about opening the word of God, what God says about you. And what we believe that God says about us and what we believe that God says about us. But how does 
do we get the word to remain in us? Well, of course, we have to pick it up. We have to open it. But beyond that, we get to open it and ponder. We get to chew it over. We get to roll these concepts around in our head and think about them. And, you know, rather than feeling some sort of pressure to read huge chunks of the Bible, often it's better to read a little bit and think about and say, God, what does this mean? How can I use that today? How is that going to affect my relationships? How is that going to affect how I uh, look at other people or, 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 or that? Uh, what, what does this look like for me? Roll the Scripture around, let the Word abide. If it's never come in here, it's never going to get there. It's never going to land in our heart if it's never in our head. But, you know, let's reject conventional wisdom of what, what we should do and get into the Word of God and say, this is what God says we should do because we're going for fruit Fruit that lasts, fruit that will remain. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, you will bear much fruit. It's abiding in God's word. It's consistently doing that. It's effective prayer. God, this is what you said, but this is what it looks like. These two things are not marrying up. They're not, they don't match. Help me to understand and interpret what's happening to what you have said rather than trying to make what you said fit into what I'm, I can see right now. No, we stay in faith, we believe, and we roll around the Word of God and allow it to feed us and allow it to speak into our lives. The Word of God can, will stay with us. It will only stay with us if we make room and we spend time with Him. To remain means constantly receiving all the good things from God. The sooner we realize that everything that God wants to give to us is good for us, the better. Some things are not easy to receive. Some uh, words that God might speak into our lives might require, may require us to make some adjustments, to make some big changes perhaps, but it's still good for us. So when we realize just as the vine receives its nourishment, the branches and the fruit receive the nourishment from the vine, then everything that flows to us from God is good for us. What we have to do is cooperate with the goodness of God and receive the goodness of God. The quality of our fruit will match the quality of our daily connection to him, the vine, the true vine the Holy Spirit, our daily dependency on Him. Now, you may have reached a time in life where you're, you're kind of self-sufficient and you've got a few things sorted and, and, and uh, you know, what, what else do I need? Let me tell you, you need Jesus. I need Jesus. We need to receive that source. Very quickly, we can get dry, dried up and lifeless if we don't receive all the goodness of God for us. Like never before, we need to lean in and receive the goodness of God and receive His blessing. Does my life really look like good fruit like this, or is it just bad fruit and, and bad attitudes and frustrations, and we all have all of those? Or is it really producing good fruit, great fruit, fruit that remains? This is to my Father's glory, in verse 8, Jesus said, that you bear much fruit, 
showing yourselves to be my disciples. Very significant. Fruitfulness proves that we are a disciple, a follower of Jesus. Some people would call themselves Christians, and it's not about to judge anybody or anything like that, but we are a Christian if we're devoted disciple of Jesus, not someone who says, yes, I believe in God. There's a lot more to it than that. It's a devotion to him. It's being a disciple of his. There's so much more for us then. The Westminster Catechism in the 17th century says this, and this is, for me, sums it up really well. Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Now, just think about that concept for a moment. To glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. So, our lives are about bringing glory to God. So, bring glory to Jesus, bring glory to the Father. That's what our life's purpose are. So, if you ever think, I don't know what my purpose in life is, it's there. It's right there. And we get to enjoy Him forever. Incredible. And that speaks about eternity, when we spend an eternity with Christ. And although that was uh, written in the 17th century, it's still very much relevant today. And we can glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Jesus said Himself in John 17, when He was praying to His Father, He said, Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. So for Jesus, his purpose in life was to always to bring glory to his Father. And by living for Jesus and bearing much fruit, we do precisely the same. We bring glory to God when we rely on him. The honor of Jesus is at stake, so we ought to live well for his glory and for his honor. See yourself as you truly are, loved, forgiven, transformed, renewed, Someone with a purpose, someone with hope, someone with a definitely secure future. See yourself like that, because that's what God has done for us. Connected to Him more than anything else, we need to understand that it's all about Jesus. And I know I've mentioned, I keep saying this this year, and I will promise you, I will keep saying this. It is all about Jesus. It's all about our relationship with Him. Yes, we've got plans, and yes, we're going to talk about vision in a couple of weeks, and, and it's always the same. It's all about Jesus. It's all about bringing glory to Him. If I'm spiritually weak, if I'm struggling right now, maybe... It's because my connection to the vine isn't as strong as it ought to be. I'm not suggesting that God's abandoned us. He doesn't do that. But have we not given him the time and focused on that connection to get the life that we need? Can my life be a reflection and full of fruit? Let's use every moment to draw close to Jesus. Message Bible says, when you are joined in me and I with you, the relationship, intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you can't produce a thing. Intimate, I love that. Not distant, it's an intimate relation, the closeness, as close as it possibly can. Organic, it's a natural thing. It flows from the vine, just as the, the grapes uh, and get, get their, their sustenance from the vine and the branches. We understand it's organic. We can grow and be fruitful for him, abundant 
not sparse, not just an odd banana. <laughs> much fruit, much fruit, much fruit. I love that idea. Connected means we have an everlasting source of life. Jesus is always the source of our life and our sustenance. Connected means we have everything we'll ever need. We have a secure future. Connected means we have God's ear. We have an open access to him. If you're struggling, as many of us are and have been, talk to him about it. You've, he's got an ear that is ready to hear that. Cry out to God, he'll hear you and give you the life that you need. Connected also means we have each other. Whether you like it or not, you're stuck with me. I hope you like it, but even if you don't, we are connected. We have each other. And I love our family, our Life Church family. Yes, we are separated. We're scattered right now, but we're nonetheless connected because of Jesus and his connection. We are connected to him and therefore connected to each other. Remain in me. My words remain in you, Jesus said and you will bear much fruit. Hey, church, that's what we want to do in 2021, is to bear much fruit. Why? For our benefit? No, because this fruit is to be given away. It's to be a blessing to other people. So it's not just about us, ever. It's about those who don't yet know Jesus. And we want to see that fruitfulness being produced. Yes, we want, we've not Baptize people for such a long time. We're desperate to baptize people. People are queuing up to be baptized. But how good would it be that this year could be a record-breaking year for seeing people come to know Jesus, to be baptized? I'm believing for that. It's not here yet, but I'm believing for that as we bear much fruit. Jesus said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. If you remain in me and I with you, you will bear much fruit. Here's an invitation to partner with Jesus, to partner together with us and bear much fruit. If you are connected, stay connected. If you're not yet connected to him, why not give him your life? Why not say, Jesus, I want to give my life to you. I'm going to live for you. I want to bring glory and honor to your name. I want to be a person who bears much fruit. If you found this podcast inspiring and helpful, then we'd love for you to get in touch via at LifeLanks on social media or our website, lifelanks.org. Life Church, impacting our neighbours, our nation and the nations with the good news about Jesus.